The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Wendy Koch. Wendy is an author and currently hosts the podcast called A Juicy Pear Podcast. She enjoys talking with people that have overcome obstacles as well as creative types. She loves for her guests to leave feeling a little more joyful, knowing that they have helped bring some joy into people's lives. And along with a pretty extensive academic background of achievements, oh, I'm just goodness. so pleased to have you on the show. <laughs> thank oh. you, Wendy, for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Well, I, first of all, love talking to other podcasters because I feel like I'm in yeah. with my people. Before we started recording, we were talking a bit about how much we actually love the art of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I love podcasting. I don't know. I think I really found my calling. My podcast, a Juicy Pear podcast came out. It was sort of, I guess you would call it a pandemic baby. So that's kind of when I started it. I started it because I really just wanted something something that would give me some joy and something positive because of all the negative things that were going on with, you know, the pandemic and things. And it was just, you know, incessant negativity all the time, every day. And I'm like, okay, I need to do something creatively. And, you know, I had the time to do yeah. it and the wherewithal. So I did. And I'm so glad I did. It'll be two years in November. Wow, that's amazing. And you've definitely had some high profile guests on there. And I love what you're doing right now for the month of October. It's right up my alley, all the paranormal things. And oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another thing I love to have on the show. Anything that has to do with, you know, just oddities, uh, paranormal, um, UFO, Bigfoot, Mothman, you name it. You know, if people have had experience about that, would love to have them on. And on my website, a Juicy Pair Podcast, there's like a form that they can fill out if they think they would make a good fit for the show. Go ahead and fill it out. Yeah, I'm always looking for interesting connections like that. Oh, yeah. And I always love hearing about it. So that's great. Keep it up. <laughs> Isn't that fun, though? I mean, you meet the coolest people and it's just been just a wild roller coaster ride of interesting stories. And it's just I love it. You know, I think I love the intimate aspect of it as well. Just it's sort of like a TED talk. You know, you're just you just feel like you're the only person in the room listening and there's just speaking just to you and you sip your coffee and learn something interesting. Yeah. And that's from both, I would say, the host perspective Absolutely. and the listener's perspective, right? It feels like Absolutely. it's such an intimate conversation. I know. I, I just love it. I love all everything about it. So speaking of paranormal and things like that, you yourself have had some experiences and even written about these experiences, haven't you? Yeah. So my first book is called A Gray Resort. And it's basically, you know, I love it. thank you. 
You know, I grew up in a small northern town in Wisconsin. It was on a lake resort. We had eight cabins. It was just a great place to grow up. And, you know, my parents owned this resort. They had these fun parties and uh, lots of social gatherings and things. But in addition to that, there were some paranormal things that happened on the resort that happened with me. And I just thought, you know what, that would make a great premise for the book. And that took a long time to write. It took about eight years. So, you know, I've always loved to write as a young person. I did more poetry and things and a lot of short stories, but I've always liked to write. And as I got older, I kind of got away from it. But I've always been, you know, I just always consider myself a writer. So the beginning part of A Grey Resort starts out, I don't know how much I should tell, but it's concerning my grandparents. It was such a miraculous sort of thing that happened and unusual. I had a sixth sense when I was younger, and I knew when things were going to happen before they did. And it happened consistently enough that, you know, I, I didn't really, but, you know, I was so young and I didn't know where that information was coming from. And it really scared me. But it stayed with me, you know, so I had that story in me. I'm like, you know what, this needs to come out. And I wasn't going to put that in there because I thought, oh, this is too personal. This is too intimate. I don't want to write about that in my life like that. I mean, what would my family think or whatever? But you know what? I did. And I'm so glad I did. And it was fun to write, even though it took so long. (laughs) (laughs) Why did it take? so long? Was it just because, you know, life happened or was it like just hard to revisit? What were the different situations? Because of time. Ah. Yeah. So I have two sets of twins and they're three years apart. (laughs) I know. So at the time they were, I couldn't do it when they were all babies. It was just impossible. But I did write down some of the stories because it was just a nice getaway for me. The days were long. My husband works long hours and I didn't really have a lot of extra help. So it was just me and these kiddos. And I didn't have the time to write, but sometimes as they got to, you know, when they have the second nap, when the second nap ends and then they have the first nap and then they go on to preschool, I progressively would have a little bit more time. And I thought, you know what, I want to be a little bit nostalgic and think back to what it was like growing up on that resort and just the different things that happened. And it took eight years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, uh, half the manuscript was lost. I didn't know anybody in the publishing industry. I didn't know really what I was doing. It was very, very, very difficult. And I could have quit very easily. Yeah, I agree with you. It's one thing to say, okay, you know, I want to write a book. It's a whole other thing when you get into the nuances of how to do it. It actually could be very overwhelming. Uh. Yeah. 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 I had an author friend of mine and that's the only one person that I kind of knew that was kind of, you know, I dove into it already. She was an author and she was kind of giving me some pointers And she read the book. She loved it and said, you know what, Wendy, this needs to be a series. You need to continue this on. I'm like, oh my gosh, it took so long to write the first one. I I don't know if I have it in me, but I'm so glad I did. The second one didn't take that long. But, you know, the best part about writing A Grey Resort was, I think, the characters because I used some people that I knew that were very centric and interesting. And I thought, oh, they're, they're going to make great characters. And it was fun. It was like I was reliving those parts of me again when I was writing the book. It was fun. It really is therapeutic to write stories from our past. I encountered the same thing when I wrote mine. It yeah, it really is. Especially when you have to start to think of the little minute details <laughs> versus just the memory overall. Yeah. I was just going to ask if you could share a paranormal experience that you had 
whether it's in the book or, or not, whatever you're comfortable with. But I'm just, I, I am curious. Oh, sure. I'll share the one with my mom. Okay. So my mom was the manager of the summer resort. And I think that's where I get a lot of my paranormal gifts, I guess you want to call it, or, or, or sixth sense or whatnot. The shining, whatever you want to call it, because she uh, definitely yep. had it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> So there was this family that had just checked in. So on a resort, most people would check in on Saturday mornings. And the people that were there, you know, they had to be out by noon. And they would stay there a week. So they had just checked in. And we had a big picnic table right outside of our main house. And there was a storm coming in. That was not uncommon. We had a lot of windstorms up in northern Wisconsin, quite a lot. And I don't think this family was kind of used to that sort of weather. So they were sitting there. They had just checked into their cabin. My mom had given them the keys and they were just kind of talking. And mom kind of looked and the guy was sitting on the picnic table and she said, sir, you need to get up right now because if you don't, that tree is going to come crashing down and it's going to break your arm and I don't want to get sued. So please move. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh, I I was standing there. My sister was there and he moved. And within like a Mm -hmm. minute, a tree branch crashes down right where he was sitting. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So I I know that's kind of silly, but there's many things like that that happened. Lots of little things like that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like, mom, what is going on with you? Yeah, I know. And they were in shock. He was like, what is this? We just checked in what's going on. I know, right? It was funny. Oh, that's crazy. So was she like that outside of the resort as well? Was she able to pick up on things like at the home? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She had told me a couple different things that happened to her when she was younger. You know, we also heard some noises around the resort too. At least I did and a few of the guests that stayed there did. And my mom finally heard it. And I was so Mm. glad because I don't think she Mm -hmm. believed me. You know, we had a long, yeah, we had a long driveway to get to the mailbox. And I was playing with my friends in the woods area and we heard this strange noise. And my mom, I turned around and she happened to be there. She was checking the mail. She goes, is that the noise you guys are talking to me about? And I said, yeah, yeah. It sounded very strange, like a prehistoric cougar. I don't know. It just, it was just very strange. And she's like, yeah, that is weird. She goes, it is weird. It didn't sound like any animal that was around in that area. We had a lot of deer and, you know, raccoons and stuff from bear, maybe. It was just very strange. And she also saw a UFO, too, when she was younger in that same area. And I write about that, too, in a great resort. I kind of tied it in a little bit. So, yeah. (laughs) It's like a hub of energy over there. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It really is. Oh, my. Yeah. So my husband is very analytical and very practical. So when we would go to visit, as soon as we got like within, I don't know, maybe five miles of the resort, I would certainly feel it because I'm very in touch with that sort of thing. It just felt a little... I don't know if I want to say off, but just different. You know, there's just something about that area up there that gives off, I guess, I want to say supernatural sort of vibes, at least for me. I've always thought it was kind of, there were some creepy areas there. I mean, there's some nice, of course, and fun things and pleasant things to do there, but there was just that element of what is going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did any of the guests ever experience anything and share stories with you guys? Gosh, they didn't share it with me. Well, you know what? I take that back. There was a couple of my friends that did. They said they heard the noises too, and they thought 
My one friend, Jeannie. Yeah, she, because I would walk around. It was called a Horseshoe Road. And it was like two miles and it was just like a horseshoe and there was a lot of woods surrounding it and um, tree farm and stuff. And she said, that air, old area is very creepy and I can't put my finger on it. I go, I know it is. I try living here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know. But yeah, in the beginning of a gray resort, I kind of get into, I mean, I guess I could say, because that's very much paranormal intuitive hit that I had. And it was when I was a young girl and I just, I kind of knew that something bad was going to happen with my grandmother. And that's kind of how the story starts. Yeah, I, I knew it. And my grandparents were about to go to Florida. And I don't know, we were just kind of there. And I thought, no, she's she shouldn't be going to Florida. And uh, I was very close to her. And uh, she's like, no, honey, I'm going to bring you shells and stuff. And I'm like, no, Grandma, you're not. I go, you're going to die over there. And I was probably about six or seven. And my dad looked at me and my mom like, what are you? you know, like, why would you say that? And of course, when she was there, that's what happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Was it like an, an accident or like natural? It was an accident. Oh my goodness. It was a car accident. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I didn't really know quite how to process those feelings. First of all, I didn't know how I was getting that info and how I knew that. Yeah. But I did. Right. And I, I just kind of buried it and just like, okay, whatever. That was really, really horrible. But I'm just, yeah. you know, I want to move on with my life. But then I had other, I don't know, where I knew that something was bad was going to happen. And it did to a couple of people I knew. So I don't know. <laughs> Strong intuitive hits. Isn't that funny? I feel like, especially like as a child, it's always predicting someone's death. Well, yeah. And it just came out of the blue. And I thought it was bad. I thought it was coming from something bad. And it wasn't. It's just, I've been told that, you know, you have a gift and it's nothing bad. It's nothing that you did. And it wasn't something like, oh, well, let's see who's going to die today. It wasn't like that at all. I didn't even have the forthright or anything to yeah. even think about something like that. It would just, when they said, I'm, we're going to Florida, something was like, no, that's not going to happen. And there was no question. So, you know, I feel like everybody can develop their intuition if they want to. I think it's not something all that special. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is, but I think anybody could really develop their intuition if they wanted to. It's just the fact that there's so many different modalities now, like I, it's something that just can get you off track very easily because let's face it, we're just a very busy society mm -hmm. and we're not really in tune anymore as we used to be because we have all these things pulling at us at life, you know? So, yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, have you ever had any paranormal experiences happen to you in your home or <laughs> was it just at this resort? I haven't had anything happen to me in my home. Well, I did have one little thing, but it was very strange. And it was when I was very stressed, <laughs> very stressed out mother. <laughs> the girls were very young and my one daughter had colic really, really bad, really bad. I mean, she cried all the time. She just didn't stop crying ever. So, you know, she had a binky and she had that pacifier for a while <laughs> and we couldn't find it. And I'm trying to think how old she was. I would say, I don't know, maybe two and a half. And I was just ripping my hair out. I, could, I looked everywhere. I couldn't find this thing. And she was crying and she's crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was all by myself. I was just trying to find it. And I just kind of said out loud, I'm like, I need some help. Where is this binky? And immediately the hall light turned on. 
which I thought was odd. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I kind of looked at the light and I looked and it sounds weird, but I don't know. I looked down and there in this little crevice was her binky. Oh. And I quick picked it up, washed it off gave it to her. And I'm like, thank you. And then the hall light turned off. <laughs> so I don't know. I would kind of consider that sort of paranormal. I don't know. But, you know, my spirit guides or somebody kind of helping me a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a mother's time know, of desperation. <laughs> yeah. What perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Part of it too was like you asked for help and it came. Right. Yeah. And, but I haven't, I've never seen a ghost. I I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. Not of that nature. It's more like a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too. Yeah. So speaking of spirit guides, have you ever met your spirit guide or do you know anything about your spirit guide? I don't. I kind of think that it might be uh, my great, great grandmother. And I definitely feel like I've had some help or I, I definitely feel like, I have somebody watching over me because I have had a lot of different close calls. Let's just put it that way. And my intuition really has been helpful to me. I can say one instance, you know, there's many. So I used to be in the service a long time ago. (laughs) I'm not going to say when, but a long time ago, I was in the army for four years. It was hard, but I I learned a lot of great skills in the military, and I have great respect for the military. It was in Texas, Fort Hood, Texas, and I had met somebody that lived off post. She was kind of like a bigger sister to me. And we had done a lot of different things together. She had a couple kids, and she was kind of like a mentor, I guess. And she had called me and said, hey, you know, this weekend, do you want to come over and stay over and, you know, we can make cupcakes or whatever and watch movies and with the kids. And and normally I would have said yes. And but something in me is like, no, no, don't. And I thought that was kind of strange because I liked her and I I liked spending time with her. And I thought, okay, but I went with my intuition and I said, oh, sorry, I can't. I got stuff I got to do. So the night that I would have stayed there she had someone break in and she got beat up. She had to go to the hospital. Oh, no. So I'm thinking, what would have happened wow. to me? So I went to visit her in the hospital and she's like, Wendy, I'm so glad that you didn't stop by or stay over. I said, well, I wish I would have. Maybe I could have helped you. And she's like, no. Wow. But yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And I have a lot of different stories like that. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely watched over And what's great is you listen to it. That's the biggest thing is not brushing it off, but actually listening to it. Because it was really strong. It was like the more I didn't listen, I wasn't feeling good. It wasn't a good feeling. I was almost nauseous. You know, I'm just like, no, I want to go. And I was like getting my stuff together and I was like nauseous. Um, It was like my body saying, no, don't listen to your body. Listen to yourself. Wow. Listen, because I I think, you know, everyone gets signs. I, I really feel that. It's just a matter of maybe we're not paying attention. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Or we just disregard them as coincidence or or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And sometimes they are just coincidence, but there's some things that just can't be explained either too. (laughs) Yeah. Especially, yeah. Coincidences don't make you feel nauseous or sick to your stomach if you ignore them. No. Yeah. It was really like if I would continue on, I would have been really, really sick, like all of a sudden not feeling good at all. So, and I didn't want that. I'm like, I want to feel good. So, you know, I just kind of listen to myself. 
get it with people all the time, you know, and get it in the grocery store. When I'm walking in the yeah. grocery store, I can sense a person's energy. To me, that's very, very easy. I think most people can, don't you? Or no? Or is that just a, I don't know, maybe it's a special thing, but it's hard to tell when it's it feels normal for you, right? So I don't know. Right, <laughs> don't right, know. right, right. That's a good question. So I know we've had such great discussion about the paranormal stuff and some of your experiences. I am being, speaking of intuition, intuitively nudged to maybe talk a bit more about podcasting, funny enough. Yeah. So I guess what I would love to hear is if you could share a bit about that process and s- deciding to start the podcast. Now, you talked about it a little bit, but besides bringing joy to people, which I think is great all in its own, there must have been times where you're like, well, what am I going to talk about? You know, where it's kind of like, well, okay, I'm going to do this podcast, but where do I start? Right. What am I going to talk about? Like, how was that process for you? Well, I don't know. To me, it was easy because I knew right from the beginning that I didn't want to have it in a particular genre, you know, because there's a lot of people that have a very, very specific thing. And I just didn't want to do that because I didn't want to limit myself. Because like, what if I had a podcast that was just about authors and only authors? But what if I found somebody that's super cool that's not an author that I want to interview? You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to limit myself. So I just thought, you know what? I guess on the other side of that coin, people would say, well, no, you should have a very specific podcast. That's where you find your very specific listeners. But I don't know. I, that's just, that didn't really appeal to me. So I just kind of went with my gut. And there's all different kind of episodes. That's kind of what I like about it. And I've gotten, you know, a, a lot of people saying, you know, it's, it is kind of neat. You know, you kind of, you can kind of cherry pick an episode that might resonate with you more than another one can listen to. I don't know. I have a wide variety of interests and I just didn't want to narrow it down. So I just went with my gut. So I would think anyone that wants to start a podcast, if they're doing it to make money or if they're doing it because they want to get, I don't know, famous, that's those are not the right <laughs> reasons to, or if you're going to do it because you think, you're going to do something, do something that you're passionate about. You know, if you are passionate about a specific thing, do that. If you're not, if you're just doing it because you of what you think the audience might like, that's tricky. Yeah, yeah that is tricky. You don't want to water down what you really want to do because if you're really not into it, your audience will know. There's a lot of critiques out there. Um, a lot of people are very savvy. They will know right away if you're not into it or not. And, you know, they'll just go. There's a lot of podcasts out there. They'll just find another one. Yeah. I wanted to keep it interesting. So to keep my interest. Yeah. So I, I, I get people on that I find interesting. No, I, I love that. I love that approach. And if it, you know, if it works for you, great. Some people, they need the niche <laughs> and that works too. But that's right, what's so right. great yeah. is the flexibility to make it whatever it is that you want. Absolutely. I was kind of the same as you. I am a bit of a niche because I am more of like uh, the spiritual and spirit and everything like that. But I try to keep it general enough where I can, you know, talk to people who are mediums and who aren't. <laughs> it's because everybody has experiences. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And spirituality right now is so... I don't want to say like hot or big, but it really is because I think people are yeah. really finding that there's something to this and the traditional way of doing certain things, I don't know, it just might not be working for them and they're looking for something more, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And giving them that permission to be able to search and do what feels right for them. Absolutely. If I could give some other advice about Please. podcasting too, and what I found is you don't have to always get 
it is tempting, but the most expensive equipment out there for everything. Good one. I have a podcaster friend. She is in the top 1% of all podcasts worldwide. Mine's in the top 10% worldwide. Hers is in the top one. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) But she does it right from her phone. So it's all about the person hosting, really, and if they can carry the show and the different guests they have. It's not necessarily, of course, you need a a decent mic and things like that, but it's not really required. Seriously, it really isn't. I mean, you, you get all these people, oh, you absolutely have to have this and this and this. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, actually, I've recorded some at the beginning of my podcast. I recorded some with my phone, with my Apple earpods, and I feel like yeah. it sounded still pretty good. It just picked up a lot of the background. Yeah. That's why I went a little bit. But... Yeah, I've recorded in a closet, yeah. you know, because I didn't really have my microphone just then. I didn't have a few other different things. I just recorded in the closet and, um, you know, it was fine. If you really want to do it, yeah. you'll find a way, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then when you're ready, be prepared to be overwhelmed with <laughs> the amount of stuff that is available. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, there is just so much stuff available. Yes. You know, I feel like too, you don't have to, well, it is good to source out some things, but to source out every little thing. I mean, I don't know. I do all my, you know, editing, producing, marketing, finding the talent. I do it all on my own. And I know there's people that could probably help me out on that, but I just, I don't want to just have my money go all out to that. I want to prefer to do it myself. But, you know, there are some things I've tips of or organizing tips that I've learned, too, that is very helpful that I didn't quite know in the beginning. So, yeah. Can you share those, please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a simple thing, really. It's just when I was in the beginning, you know, how I got guests is I would just go through social media. You know, this is before I had a couple publicist friends. I mean, I just didn't really know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anybody in podcasting. So I kind of would go through the different groups. And if I thought that, you know, this person in this group would be kind of cool, I would just message them. That's how I would do it. And for the most part, it really worked. And But it, then it got to be kind of tedious. You message like the, you know, back and forth. So now I have a guest form. And at first... I thought it would be off-putting because I didn't think people would want to go through the process of filling all that out. I wanted to make streamline everything. I wanted to make it so easy for them that they would just, you know, they would all say, yes, I want to come on your show. You know, no effort whatsoever. They, If I wanted them on the show, they could come. But it actually has been, because at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to have them do that. But it's been a godsend. It's been very helpful. Before I would have to go back and forth to get the bio and pick and all that. And the guest form that I have, they fill it out. They have it all. And I can just cut and paste the uh, story notes and put it right on the directory. And it's just, it's really made my life a lot easier. And that's part of me getting, trying to be a lot more organized. So yeah, it's been very helpful. Yeah. Especially if you're a one man show. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe something that at first thought, no, I'd never do that. Maybe take another look at it as you've gone and gotten into it more and it might make more sense, I guess. I love that tip. I'm going to have to maybe pick your brain a little bit on <laughs> on, on that yeah. on that form idea. I really like yeah. that. So I'm curious, how did you come up with yeah. the name, A Juicy Pear Podcast? Oh, gosh. I have so many people ask me that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I sat down. I came up with 50 different names. So when my show first started, I had a co-host, Sean. 
and for I think about six months. And she decided that she, you know, wanted to move on and um, it wasn't really her wheelhouse. And that's, that's fine. And, you know, it worked out really great. We're still really good friends. But when I came up with all these names, she had narrowed it down to five and a juicy pair podcast is one of them. And I don't know, I just thought, I don't know, a juicy story. And then a pear is, you know, it's not the first fruit that you kind of think of. It's sort of different, interesting, a juicy pear podcast. And it, it makes for great different graphics and things when you're trying to promote it. So yeah, I was hoping that she would like that. And she ended, yeah, she was like, I, I like a juicy pear podcast. I'm like, cool. I love it. I'm I love glad it. that you did because I, I really wanted you to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Wendy, you've given such great advice already, but I am curious to know the Wendy of today, what advice would you give your younger self? Gosh, I would just say, I wish I would have just trusted myself more and been more kind to myself. I was very, very critical of myself because I just, I didn't like myself at all. I didn't, I had very low self-esteem and I would just be a lot more trusting and I wish I would have had more confidence and believed in myself because I knew more than I thought I did. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful advice. I think many of us can relate to. So I really appreciate that. And Wendy, I really appreciate your time this evening, spending it with me and sharing about your story. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's and been fun. again, I really appreciate you. So thank you. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you for having me on the show. was another episode of a guided life podcast thank you so much for tuning in and until next time love and light always I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.